conversation that rules the nation. The name is Law Nation. Let's go. Appreciate everybody for jumping in. Be sure on your way in to hit that like, share this content, join the notification squad. You really never know when I go live for this time being. The Cowboys voided of big offseason moves versus other teams. That's the conversation for the nation for this particular show. We're going to talk about a few other things as well. As you guys fill up the room, really appreciate everybody who watched the Malik Davis video. And I appreciate everybody who watched the Sam William video. I really do. Let's go. They really say ain't no party like a cowboy party. If you're a cowboy fan, let me see those blue hearts in the chat. And put down where are you from? Check in. Clock in. Let's go. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to my JSU Tigers. Prime time for your mind. He's going at another goat. Nick Saban. We're going to talk about that too. If we have enough time. Let's go. All right. One love, everybody. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in. Like I said, the name is Law Nation, and we talk Cowboys sports talk and beyond. And, of course, we, we, we know the, new, the news of other teams making moves, and, and, and we're not making moves. Come on, come on, come on. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. But it is what it is, Cowboy Nation. It is what it is. I just look at it like, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's why we got to look at it, baby. Appreciate everybody for being part of this episode. Uh, shout out to you, Keith. Okay, Waynesboro. Okay, Mississippi. Shout out to you, Keith. You know, um, what was the name? Um know some people from that area not gonna yell out the name but uh it is what it is shout out to waynesboro <laughs> uh shout out to you leo shout out to you leon and kelly price donald weaver appreciate you shout out to jsu is, is we got to stay true right parking lot pimping <laughs> that's what we doing we waiting for the stragglers right stephen jones and jerry jones around this time frame is sitting back they they chilling. They they are not making any major moves at this point. The well is dry. You're just scraping at the bottom right now at this point to see if you can get a little more for that water that you want to try to drink. And Grapevine, shout out to you, Terrell. Appreciate you. Spring, Texas, shout out to you. Connecticut in the house. H-Town, get down. Appreciate you. I didn't know there was an Oscar, Kansas. Appreciate you. Um, but we, we got to see that love when I say that, you know, when I say Cowboy Nation, where y'all from? And then we hear people 
saying this location and that location, Maryland, you know, Hawaii, Temple, Texas, Buffalo, Texas, New York. You know, we got people from all over the globe. I don't know many other teams can do that, right? Right? They can't do that. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, we got here. Boy, we, t- boy, we, boy, Akron, Ohio. What's up, baby? <laughs> Delaware, baby. What's up, man? Shout out to y'all. Let me get on with this. But here's the thing, Cowboy Nation. The Dallas Cowboys, if we get one, let me say this. If we can make one more pick in the free agency, who would you love to go see the Cowboys pick up? Is it Jadavion Clowney? Is it Anthony Barr? Anthony Hitchens? Is it RG3? Because I've seen a lot of people, Law, what about RG3? You know? <laughs> I said, no. All right. So if it's one, if you can get one more guy, who would you like for the Cowboys to go grab? Somebody said Sue. Okay, I can I can see Sue Julio Jones. All right. Who else? Who else? Baker Mayfield. Okay. I feel y'all. You know, who, who would be that one more player that you guys would like to see in a Cowboys uniform? And my thing is the Cowboys, we've been sitting back and other teams been moving. And speaking of other teams, Eagles, they, they've been moving, right? And every time I post something, I get a, a, a nice Eagle fan to jump in and say, Hey, Law, why are you, why are you talking about my Eagles, man? My Eagles going to beat y'all, man. We're going to beat y'all, man. I know it didn't happen since y'all had been that neutral. That's the only time we beat y'all. But just wait. We're going to get y'all this year, you know. <laughs> Odell Beckham, okay, okay. I, I, I feel you. Antonio Brown, not Anthony Brown, but Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's how it is. Let me know if I'm lying. See, y'all scared. Yeah, y'all scared, man. Slay. Slay and Bradbury, man. They, you see them boys right there? It's going to be some shutdown DBs. Disregard the 40 points. There was Sariani's first defensive call calling game of that year. But it's okay. We'll see y'all, man. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> I can't make this up. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, okay, cool, you know. It's okay. Yeah, y'all going to have two shutdown corners, right? And y'all got a nasty front front four, right? So it is what it is. And last year, I'm the defender. I should change my name to Law, the Defender Cowboys Nation. You know, I should, I should have all of that into my name. <laughs> because last year, it wasn't the Eagles. I think that they was pretty much calm with it last year. Last year was the Washington team. Now I don't even see a look. A Washington team don't even know how to type in uh, uh, "Go Washington." Now you know, but la- last year around this ten, around this time, boy, you couldn't stop a Washington fan. I mean, they, they done had like thirty content creators to do the summons out of nowhere. <sighs> 
But shout out to Louis T though. Shout out to him. And uh and, and, and I, it's another one uh that I it's the tip of my tongue. But shout out to Louis T. He he kept the same energy all year round, you know. Uh we do need a kicker. This is from Jackson. No, man, we good with kickers, man. We good with kicker. We got Jonathan Garibay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um Jalen Tober cooking slay. Now, <clears throat> granted, shout out to my Mississippi State boys. Shout out to Darius Slay. And Slay Slay is not a a, a sus DB. I, I'm gonna say that he's not sus. He is a decent DB out there, and one can argue if you want to put elite on that status. You can say that, but I'm just going to stay with the line of, hey, he's decent with his skill set and his craft, and he ain't trash. He ain't trash, right? James Bradbury, he is a decent DB. He ain't trash, right? So those two DB combination, who knows? Who knows, right? But I'm hedging my bet that Dan Quinn – <laughs> Keenum fits as commander assemble. <laughs> Xavier Rhodes is out there on the streets. Uh, I feel you. Uh, Suave TV says Hassan Reddick. That's that's about it. That he's about that life. Okay, but 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 keep in mind, we faced Hassan Reddick before, and my running backs. Ran over 140 yards on him. And keep in mind, we faced James Bradbury before. And, and, and can somebody put down the final scores of both times we played and just put both of those numbers together of what we did to the Giants last year? Can y'all put the Giants score down together, right? And also put down the total combined score of what we did to those Eagles last year. Oh, I get what they're trying to do. You know, they said, you know what? Since we can't beat them on the team that we used to play on, we'll just jump on the Eagles and see if we can reform the alliance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, because that's just what it is. Slay is overrated and getting older. Uh, hey, hey, it is what it is. So 92 points against the Eagles, Jay Lombardi. Appreciate you. Okay, so 92 points against the Eagles. And what was the combined score <laughs> of the Giants game? Yeah, yeah. What was the combined score of the Giants game? <laughs> All right, so we beat the Giants, and I believe – that Bradbury was on that team, right? He, he was out there, right? And, and and we beat the Panthers. Do you guys remember the Panthers? We beat them too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Uh, all right. Yeah, Hassan was on the – he was on the Panthers. I, I remember. He, he, he balled out for the cards, right? And he was looking for a contract, and he jumped over to the uh, Panthers. They scooped him up, and he had 11 to 12 sacks or what have you. Pretty good, double-digit sacks. Um, 
Bigelow says the Eagles haven't had a thousand yard receiver since 2014. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Shout out to you, Tariq. Appreciate you. Cameron Holmes. Appreciate you. Uh, wins don't count when you play back to back. When you play backups, laugh out loud. Yeah. Wins don't count when you play backups. Shoot. Name me one Eagles fan that didn't gloat, that didn't talk noise and ridicule us and spit upon us and rocked around and said, fly, Eagles, fly to the land of no victory. When they beat Ben DiNucci, did they give us a break? Did they sit like, like find me the channel and let me know so I can watch that video from through and through and let me see how humble they were when they said, you know what? You know what? It's the Cowboys and they have Benjamin DiNucci out there. And, and you know what? Since Benjamin DiNucci is the quarterback, and we won the game, we're not even going to talk noise, right? We're we going to sit back. We're going to just relax and move it on and be a gentleman and move on to the next game. Find me that find me that person. Find me that tape. Find me that clip, and I'll play it. <laughs> we'll super thanks it. You know, we, we'll do a whole bunch of things for that person. You won't find any. So why all of a sudden – when the Cowboys beat them with their backups or what have you, and I'm quite sure they kept their defensive starters in that game, but that's a story of a different day. But find me that, that, that one person and said, you know what? The Cowboys had Benjamin DiNucci. It was a pandemic year. We're not going to gloat about it. <laughs> you can't. You can't, but it is what it is at this point, and and, and that's why I I, I love the off season. Is we got four months before the season kick off or what have you, and and the the moment the momentum will build up to this level of us talking about hey who's gonna do this and who's gonna do that. Hmm? Um, <clears throat> working and chilling, bro. Appreciate you, and and here's here's our only thing with cowboy fans is. <laughs> We got the Cowboy fans who are still sucking on sour grapes about us not winning the playoff game. And it's me versus other Cowboy fans versus Eagles fans versus Washington fans versus Giants fans, right? But Giants, Washington, they're not talking that much. It's the Cowboys' own fans and the Eagles fans. It's talking a lot of stuff, right? It's talk, they talking a lot of stuff. Your own team, self-annihilation, right? Dak Prescott, he can't do it. He's terrible, law. We should start Cooper Rush. Ezekiel Elliott, he's washed up, right? It's, it's civil war amongst ourselves. We don't even have the heart to fight for our team. We don't even have the mindset to say, yeah, you know what? That's okay. That's cool. Other teams are making moves. But, dog, and I'm not finna allow other teams to just come over here and just talk about my house. No, this is my house. And 
I made a brilliant point the other day. A lot of people were saying, well, how can you support this team? Law has been over 25 to 26 years. But in the proper context, have it been over 20 years for the Rams? Right? They've been waiting to get back to that Super Bowl, and they ultimately won it last year. They didn't get a prize or a cookie for going to the Super Bowl to lose it the year they lost to Tom Brady and company, right? Or did they lose to Tom Brady? Yeah, they, they, ran, they went to the Super Bowl, right? They lost to Brady, right? They kept it moving. They figured out things and rebuilt. But you'll be a crazy fool to think that in that franchise, in that organization, if they kept Fisher, they would have made it to the Super Bowl. They would have won a Super Bowl with Fisher, right? So we as Cowboy fans, you got to understand, we out of that 27 years, 27 years, never seen a lick of success. Yeah, but after 27 years, 13 of those years, we had a crazy situation with this organization. This is not, this is not me putting lipstick on a pig. These are the ultimate truth. We had Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett for 13 of those years. And one can argue how long we had uh, Dave Campo. You really think that Dave Campo, come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real with ourselves at this point. Cowboy fan, true and truth, blood bleeding blue and silver, leaking out of the pores when you even we sweat. You really thought that we was going to win the Super Bowl with Dave Campo? Chain Gailey, come on. Did you guys really thought that we was going to be able to win the Super Bowl with those boys? All of the Cowboy fans. So, yeah, you lump in all of those years with the front office hiring those guys. Our best chance would have been with Bill Parcells. If we had Bill Parcells for the length of time that we had Jason Garrett or the length of time that we had maybe if we went from Barry Switzer to Bill Parcells and then get Jason Garrett, maybe we would, we would have had more success. But what you guys are doing basically is pouring upon the, the, the downfalls of that previous administration on this one. You are. Case in point, Mike McCarthy's second year, he took the team 12 and 5. And a third of the Cowboy Nation is ready to move on from him now. Got got thin, razor blade thin of patience with Mike McCarthy, even when you see things are changing. And I'm not the biggest fan of Mike McCarthy heading into this thing. You guys know I'm not perfect. I was banging on the table for Urban Meyer. You guys remember? <laughs> you know, I'm not afraid to fall on the sword. How'd that go? How did that went, right? Urban Meyer was checking out the ladies. I'm glad he, did, I'm glad he didn't come down to Dallas, boy. It would have been news left and right. You know, <laughs> it would have been just like this, left and right. It would have been just like this. Urban Meyer called it concrete cowboy with <laughs> multiple cameras fixated on the females. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, but we got Mike McCarthy. God dog it. Six and ten his first year. Combing through the pandemic. And the team that won the division won only, I believe, one more game than Mike. Right? And then his second year, he goes 12 and 5. He got a better defensive coordinator, by the way, Dan Quinn. And there's a third of the Cowboy Nation that's rooting for Mike McCarthy to fail so that ultimately Dan Quinn can get the job or a guy by the name of Sean Payton can get the job. That's that that now that's crazy, my friends. Oh man, I hope Mike McCarthy fails so we can go get Sean Payton. How how did that make sense? Because I believe that Sean Payton will stand up to Jerry and have an independent mind, and he can get this offense going. I can't make this stuff up. So <clears throat> this third year. Are the Cowboys getting any better? Are they worse than what they were the previous year? Or are they the same? Well, every year we've gotten better, right? From 6 and 10 to 12 and 5. So let's see what they're going to do now. One can argue, even when the 6 and 10 year, Cowboys were still top 10 in offense. And believe it or not, down the final stretch, they became seventh in takeaways. Hmm. And that's with a whole different defensive coordinator. Now, now the team for the 2021 last season, first in takeaways, first on third down defense. Yeah, first ticket out of the playoff, right? And they went to this mindset saying, okay, now we have to bring forth the mentality, the mindset. The attitude need to be adjusted around here. It's too many choir boys in the choir. You know, too many. It's too many. I hit you. I help you up. No, no. The mentality. Iron sharpening iron. Steel sharpening steel type of situation. Uh, big, big time conference championship at least. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We, we could want that. We could want that. We could want that, but that's not the goal. You got to get back into winning football, and that mindset got to be there. Now, I set upon an expectation that 12 and 5 is the floor, right? Get into the playoff. That should be warranted, right? Then after you win the playoff game, then we can start talking about conference championships, Super Bowl or what have you, if you want to use that word. But we should set those levels of expectations. I, I, I've I've talked long enough. Let me see if I can find this clip right quick. So, <clears throat> good morning, America. They had a good morning, America. <laughs> good morning, football. They had a good topic, and primarily they they talking about the moves that happen in the NFL. Dak is barbecue chicken. All Nation Sports appreciate you. Yep, chicken way, chicken way. 
Hot dog and bologna. That's okay. Get excited, Cowboy Nation. It's Thursday, May 19th. You're watching Good Morning Football. I'm Jane Slater, joined by Kyle Grant, Mike Robb, and Peter Schrager. And guys, every time I see the eggs, I get a little hungry at this hour. Kyle, what was your power break? I do it, Jane. Wait. <laughs> Let me fast forward. It's time for lead block, guys. All right, we said it right there. Let's start in Philly. Yes, where the Eagles made another big addition to their defense yesterday. Pro Bowl cornerback James Bradbury, the number one defensive free agent, according to NFL.com, agreed to terms on a one-year deal worth up to $10 million. All right, so guys, that's just the latest addition in what's been a very productive offseason for the Eagles on both sides of the ball, by the way. Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean in the draft, and then the massive A.J. Brown trade that got us all excited. Uh, just some of the moves so far, they are set up in Philly, but that begs the question, fellas, are the Eagles the big offseason winners? In the NFC East now, Kyle, can't wait to hear, can't wait to hear what you have to say about this one. All right, so here's the notable additions uh, for the other team, the Eagles. They acquired AJ Brown. They acquired Zach Pascal. They also have the linebacker Hassan Reddick, Kaiser White, and James Bradbury. Now through the draft, they went and got Cam Jurgens. And they got big Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean. Remember, I'm not just going to say Jordan Davis. I'm just going to say big Jordan Davis. He, he's not little. He's a big Jordan Davis. So let's listen to those boys. The audio, let me know. See, Nick said turn the audio up. I got it up all the way and even my mic. So it may distort everything as far as the, the, the volume of everything. So let me know if you guys can hear. So that's our, those are the guys. Those are the people that they picked up. Uh, during this offseason. Let's listen to these boys, and I'm going to give you guys my reaction. It's, it's hard to say no to this one, Jane. You just served this up. T high, let it fly. Um, if you look around the, the NFC East locker room and you're the Eagles, uh, all right, there's the Commanders, and they decided to go with Carson Wentz. That's interesting. Uh, the Giants, they're going to march out Daniel Jones again. That's interesting. And look, say what you want about the Cowboys. Did they really get better? Are they a better product than they were last year? I don't know, but I know for damn sure that those guys in green are. Remember, this was a playoff team with a rookie head coach, and now they're going to take the field this fall with the best receiver in the division, with the best O-line in the division, and if you wanted to pick apart the Eagles this year, it's their defense. I don't know. Is the defense ready? Well, they go and get James Bradbury, a very good player who I think is not on the Giants, mostly because he was very expensive. And Howie's like, I don't care. Come on over, baby. That's what we do here. We can Everybody is welcome here at the Eagles Inn. And I think it's fascinating. He talked yesterday about, you could have signed with anybody. Why did you sign with the Eagles? And he said, I looked at their team. This is Bradbury. I like their team. And I like their D-line. And the D-line is the defensive back's best friend. Who doesn't like the D-line? Whether it's Jordan Davis, who is 6'8", 450 pounds, or Fletch, or Reddick off the end, or the guy, N'Kobe Dean, who was drafted in the third round and could win the, off, the defensive rookie of the year. And the last one I'll make, guys, because tis the season. You always got to pull the schedule <laughs> up. You always have to check the schedule. You know who the Cowboys start with? They start with Tampa and the Bengals. That stinks like 0-2. Here's that gauntlet that Philly starts with. Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars. That smells like 3-1. Philly's done great work in the front office, great work in the wow. offseason. I love Philly right now. Mike Robb, join the party, baby. Join it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So you guys heard it. So... Let me ask you this. Do you win the Super Bowl in September? Or, or dog it, do you win the Super Bowl 
in May. Yeah, I, I just need to know. Now, building that camaraderie, the momentum, you can grab it during the offseason, especially the brotherhood. You want to do that now, right? But do you win the Super Bowl in September? And I would rather for us, believe it or not, to slowly start off and finish hot. I do. <laughs> I said that last year, and I got shanked with multiple butter knives. <laughs> you know, they, they was like, nah, law, we need to win. This is a must-win game. Week one is a must-win game. <laughs> they said, Law, you, you picking the Cowboys to lose week one last year. You not a real Cowboy fan, you know. We supposed to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's to set the pace, set the tone. I said, no, I want those boys to be competitive. I want them to compete. Same for this year. I want us to compete in September do all of the necessary installments that we really need to get done with. If Jalen Tolbert need to get his feet all the way wet, make your mistakes in September. October, we're going to be looking at it like, dog, you can't be making the same mistake. And last year, it's the reverse effect from last year. Last year, collectively speaking, I said it's the offense is going to make sure everything is together and it will be the defense catching up with the offense. Well, for this year, 2022, since the offense supposed to hit its epic failure and supposed to drop, well, can the defense help aid the offense? That's what I need now. Peaking in May. <laughs> Greg Berry, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you don't, you definitely want to peak right now. Sure, we peaked last year. And sometimes I look back at that game, that Patriots game, and I'll say to myself, I would rather, and I know this sounds crass, I would rather for us to lose that game versus win that game on that last pass when Dak Prescott pulled that calf muscle. I would rather for us to flat out lose, right? So that play never exists. We go into the bye week, everybody questioning everybody, saying that, hey, you you went on a four-game winning spree instead of the fifth-game winning spree. Let the naysayers talk about, hey, the same, look at the same old Cowboys. Just look at them. They suck. You know, they can't win the big game. I would rather for us to go through that. And then after the bye, you have Dak Prescott going up against the Vikings, the, the, the doggone Denver Broncos, et cetera. And I think that that would have been better if we never, if Dak never had that calf injury, and we were to flat out lose that game. I know. I'm, look, people said, "Nah, law, nah," but you know, I, I talked to my ancestors, and we went back into the path, <laughs> and, and, and I saw the alternate universe. Man, we we would have had a historic numbers on a great end of it if that never happened. I talked to my ancestors about it. <laughs> I did. I went back and I had the, the relic and I, and I turned the time and I went back and I saw what happened. I said, man, if we never had that injury, I'm just joking with y'all. I watched too much Dr. Strange, huh? <laughs> 
I'm popping Time Stone, baby. Man, I'm throwing money up in hey. the air. The party is in Philly. I'm telling you, bro. Howie Roseman has been absolutely a G. He's been in his bag. And, and this is what I mean. He's always thinking about right now. They're never truly in a rebuilding mode, but he also has an eye toward the future as well. You look at that trade uh, with the Saints a little bit earlier th this offseason, getting uh, a first-round pick this year, getting another first-round pick in next year's draft, some second-round picks, another third-round pick. Howie Roseman has been in his bag and he is so be any number two cornerback I'm talking about the first round pick for the Philadelphia Eagles last year and with all of that speed on the outside it opens up things for Miles Sanders and then Kyle you talked about the defensive side of the ball Hassan Reddick may be my maybe one of my favorite pass rushers in the National Football League right now you know why because he bet on himself you look at in 2020 his last year in Arizona 12 and a half sacks 15 tackles for a loss 16 quarterback hits, right? He's like, oh, I need a long-term deal. Didn't quite get it. Got a, you know, short-term deal with the Carolina Panthers. What did he do last year in his only season there? 11 sacks, 12 yep. tackles, four loss, 18 quarterbacks for hits. The guy bets on himself. He is an assassin when he's going after the quarterback. He understands times and games uh, when, it's the, when, it's the quite, when it's the right time to go after the quarterback, kind of like a Von Miller. He's back at home. He's from Camden, New Jersey. There's the defensive additions that Howie Roseman um, added to this Philadelphia team. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, Howie Roseman fan now. I've been critical of him. I was critical of him for his Nick Sirianni pick. I thought he was just hiring a yes man. Mm -hmm. I was wrong, Philly fans. Okay, you added mm -hmm. me. You, you wrote me letters and all that. I'm sorry. I will never say anything negative again. But at the end of the day, Howie Roseman, the guy you got calling the shots, I can't say anything bad about him. And he, he he's one of those he's one of those top executives in the National Football League. Now, there's no rebuttal. There's flat out no rebuttal to that. Um, Howie Roseman, <clears throat> his ability to make things happen as relates to those details of trades and, and thinking for it and always in the room working out a detail to get multiple draft picks. <laughs> he runs circles. Now, I'll be a fool to sit here and say <laughs> that far as player acquisition – on the trade aspect of what you can get out of value to put Steven Jones versus Howie Roseman in the same context. No, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. Cowboy nation. I, I love y'all, but I'm not finna sit here to lie to kick it to you guys. Howie Roseman, his ability to do all of those deals and move and willing and dealing shout out to him because I'm I'm the Cowboy fan that was laughing, right, at the Eagles. Uh, it, it was a blessing to see Chip Kelly, you know, run that organization into the ground. I was like, yes, go, Chip, go. I wish my, my biggest thing is I wish the Eagles never gave up on Chip Kelly. And I wish that we talked glory of Chip Kelly. If he were to stay there for 10 to 15 years, boy, oh, oh my goodness, what that organization would have turned into, right? But Chip Kelly left. He did. And we were looking at it like, all right, cool. They brought in this other dude who was pretty much a disciple of Andy Reid because we knew that they really wanted Andy Reid. And we scoffed and laughed at that. For real, for real. Uh, we laugh. And then the second year, we were like, oh, oh no. They made it to the playoffs. Oh, no. Oh, no. They, wait a minute. Excuse me. They, they won a playoff game. They won another one. They in the Super Bowl. Oh, no. 
The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. And we had on one end Tom Brady and the other end the Eagles. It was crazy. It was flat out crazy. And and as Cowboys fans or even as fans of the game, you sit there and you said, you have to make a choice between in a Super Bowl to watch Tom Brady or the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Ah, just, like, like, let's be real. Let's, let's have this conversation, Cowboy Nation. Did y'all really want it, Tom, to get that ring? Or did you really? It was like, damn, man. At least if the Eagles win, everybody in our division will at least have a ring, right? A Super Bowl ring. Instead of titles, whatever you know, they want to claim since 1912. That, that, was, that was a crazy year for us. But that doggone Harry Rose, man. <laughs> Shout out to you, Sadiq. Well, thank you so much, so much for being part of the membership squad. I really appreciate you and all that you do for the nation. So we were stuck. And you know what? You know what was more painful than, than watching the Eagles win that Super Bowl? Is hearing the Eagles all year. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. I told y'all, we better than y'all, man. We ate them horse droppings, but that's okay, man. We better than y'all, man. Yeah, we got one ring, and, and if you really count the 1912 and the 1933 ring, and if you really add in the 1960 ring and whatever, 19, whatever, uh, uh, 27 ring, we got four, really. So, so hey, man, we better than y'all, man. Although y'all younger than us, we better than those Cowboys. We won, we won multiple championships. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if I'm lying. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! The phone lines are open, but they're not open. You just if you if you call in, just reserve your spot right there, and I get right to you when, when we finish with this. But that's how that's what happened. That's what happened. I seen somebody call in or what have you, but that's what's going on. Who that is? So yeah, yeah. Hold tight, Marvin. You know, appreciate you though. Okay. Damn. It's refreshing, right? It's it's refreshing to have an executive mm-hmm. say, you know what? Let, let's do the best thing we can do. Spend some money and bring in these players and try to win while we have this window. I would just give a cautionary tale because I've been in this chair a long time, and I remember 11 years ago, the off season, and it was a little later because it was after yeah. the lockout and there was a spending spree, but the Eagles went. And we're coming off three playoff seasons. They had yep. the number two offense in the league the year before. Yep. And they got Namdi Asamoah, and they got Jason Babin, and they got Rogers Cromartie. And then they went and they got, I remember it was Cullen Jenkins and yeah. Donald Lee. Remember? But it was Young. Steve Smith, the it's other one. Right and then it was Vince. And Vince Young came out in there, and it was an innocuous press conference quote. But I remember Scott Hansen was the guy who asked it at the NFL Network. Says, what do you think about the pieces added? And Young went through it all, and he said, dream team. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> From Namdi to Rogers Cromartie to Jason Babin to myself. You know we're going to do some things. It's just beautiful to see what we're trying to do. I would just say, if you're an Eagles fan, be patient. I saw flame emojis from Ian Rappaport's <laughs> tweet when they got James Bradbury. James Bradbury was cut by the Giants. He was cut. Very seldom do Pro Bowl players that have great film get cut. And mm. in this case, Kyle, you said, well, it's because he made a lot of money. We've learned in the NFL this offseason, you can work things out. You can restructure. 
James Bradbury was cut. Let's not do any ticker tape parades down Broad Street just yet for getting a player who your division <laughs> opponent released. Let's just be patient. Let's see how it all comes together before we crown the Eagles in the regular season. But yes, are they winning the offseason? Sure. Enjoy that trophy. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let us be real. All right, so Eagles fans, I see a few of you guys in here. What's a better combination? Slay and James Bradbury or Namdi Asamar, that's how you say his name, and Roger Kamari? Which better combination? <laughs> I, 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 didn't think, I didn't think of that until what he said. What's a better combination? Choose wisely now. Oh, Swag says Slay and Brad is better than Namdi. Okay. And Kamari. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to read Slay and Brad. Okay. Okay. All right. Who else? Who else? Who else? Neither. C. Burleson. <laughs> you know, Namdi, Namdi was good when he played with the Raiders, though. And he got fooled around and got transferred over there and went over there and played at the Eagles and, and disappeared. Shout out to my guy. Dez Bride. Dez Bride, boy. I believe he feasted off of those birds for a long time. And Cromartie, he, he he was pretty good, man. I ain't going to even, you know, talk bad about kid. He was he was rangy. He was quick. He was fast. And, and I'll never forget uh, that pick six he had uh, on us. And, he boy, shoot, Cromartie was shit. I don't think Bradbury going to catch a pick six on us, though. Is Namdi still in the league? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Namdi, I think he would. I think like, I saw Namdi on Amazon Prime. He not delivering packages, but but he's in the movies. He acting now, you know. Uh, big play, Slay, and Mister Barry. Okay, um, <clears throat> let's go. <laughs> uh, look, honestly, you know who, who's gonna say that Namdi? And uh, Kamardi, honestly, now wasn't a good good situation for the Eagles. But if you asked them then, you couldn't you couldn't get out words. Oh, we got two shutdown corners, man. We got the young Vince Young. It's been a go total bonanza. That's what it's going to be. You know, it's going to go crazy. But oh boy, let's listen. <laughs> I love Ian Rappaport and his flame emojis, his dog filters yeah. when he's breaking news. Always a good follow, our yeah. boy, uh, Rap Sheet. All right, so the question, guys, Jane isn't going to be who's going to win the division. It's who's been an off-season winner. And even though Stephen Jones here in Dallas keeps telling us beat reporters that he's not done in free agency, we're still waiting for them to make a move. And the moves that they've brought here, guys like James Washington, haven't really moved the meter for us. Dante Fowler, okay. They lost a lot of guys in free agency. So I got to think that when I'm looking at this division, I'm looking at Washington and I'm looking at the Giants. I look the Before she go a little bit further, when we picked up, look, I, I, I have to bring it in for you guys, man. And this is not me putting lipstick on the pig. It's not. I kid you guys not. When we brought in... My guy, J. Ron Curse. 
a lot of people were saying, man, that's a terrible situation. He ain't going to do nothing. You know, and, and J-Rock Curse, he can't do nothing. Let me pull it up right quick. J-Rock Curse, law, he trash, da-da-da-da, you know. He ain't doing nothing. That's what the Joneses do. They pick up trash off the streets. He had 75 solo tackles, two INTs, 52 receptions allowed, 63 targets. He had one sack. He only missed three tackles. Passer rating when targeted is 83.2. So the kid, and, and, and shout out to him against Travis Kelsey. He picked him off. You know, he showed up in that game and he did his thing, right? So on the flip side, about Randall Cobb, law he ain't he's washed. Law he ain't go do nothing. He suck. He's trash. He's da da da. And all that we seen was written. Let me see what Randall Cobb. Let me see what he did. Let, let me go right here. Uh, Randall Cobb. Let me pull him up. All right. So this is what he did last year. 28 receptions, but when he was with Dallas, let's see, oh, 38 receptions, okay, 19, oh, 55 receptions, 828 receptions, three tubs, okay, okay, that was when he was with Dallas, I get it, but when we look at that production, and we would say to ourselves, passer rating went target. He had 100. Now, he had a lot of drops. God, dog, man. Hold on to the ball. Nine drops. But that's, that's a story of a different day. But let me see what A.J. Brown was doing. You know, let, let's see what he did last year. Yeah. Oh, similar to our third. Did you guys see what I say? Similar production to our third wide receiver. And now he is considered to be their first. 869 yards, five tubs, 63 receptions. Let me go back. Let me just do this again. Let me type in Randall Cobb as our third option. And uh, let me go here. Let me go here. Let me go there. <laughs> but he's their one, which was considered our third. But that's the story of a different day. I'm not finna go down that. I'm just, I'm just showing you guys the the, the situation, and then we gotta add context and stuff into it, and what have you. But he was our third, and he put up that production. What did it even look to be our first? Hmm. Eagles and I think the AJ Brown is one of the biggest splashes in this division as it relates to free agency and AJ Brown has 24 catches since 2019 the only other guy in his draft class to match that is DK Metcalf and you look at pairing him with Dallas Goddard Devontae Smith you're finally giving Jalen Hurts some weapons and when I look at the Giants I think that they're going to get there 
but I think Brian Dable is going to probably need another quarterback in a, at least a year under his belt. I don't know what to make of Washington. I certainly don't know if I've got a lot of faith in Carson Wentz. So to me, I look at this division, you got to get past the Cowboys. And Jalen Hurts right now is 0-2 against them. In fact, he has more interceptions than he has touchdowns. That's why I think it's important that you give Jalen Hurts can you read, at least. Can you read that again? Giants, I think that they're going to get there. But I think Brian Dable is going to probably need another quarterback in a, at least a year under his belt. I don't know what to make of Washington. I certainly don't know if I've got a lot of faith in Carson Wentz. So to me, I look at this division, you got to get past the Cowboys. And Jalen Hurts right now is 0-2 against them. In fact, he has more interceptions than he has touchdowns. That's why I think it's important that you give Jalen Hurts some weapons. And it doesn't hurt that he was one of the guys actively recruiting A.J. Brown, working out with them in the offseason. This is a guy that he wanted to be there. So, again, going back to the question, are Eagles the big off-season winners in the NFC East? I think they're the off-season winners. I don't know if they're going to be the in-season winners because even though you mentioned there, Kyle, how favorable their schedule is to start the season, the Cowboys have an incredibly favorable schedule, period, particularly towards the end of their schedule. So, again... Woo, baby! Look, 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 look. The way Jane just laid that up to all of the fellows on this panel while they was just talking such a, a, a nice, beautiful soliloquy about the Eagles. And she just said, the playoffs is in reach for the Cowboys on how the, flav the flavor of the schedule ends for the Cowboys juxtaposed on how it starts. And I come here to tell y'all beautiful people that's watching and listening right now. When you contextualize what I said earlier, I would rather for us to start off slow and then finish the season off hot. Well, that's, that, that's, that's, that's within reach. <laughs> Off-season winners, free agent acquisitions, give me the Eagles. I just don't know what to make of the division as a whole, though, moving forward. Yep. Uh, Akeem says, law CD drops were, many, were money throws. Yep. Now, <clears throat> here's my thoughts on CD Lamb, who will be the number one wide receiver on this team. Uh, and, and even if you contextualize it as a, a the Cowboys would do wide receiver by committee approach, I get that. I get that. And Lamb did have seven drops last year, seven drops, and and, and that is terrible. And what what's another alarming stat to C.D. Lamb is that Dak Prescott threw ten interceptions last year, six of the 10 interceptions that Dak Prescott threw was in a direction to Lamb. So that chemistry must improve. You see, see what I'm saying? You see what I just did right there? Was, was that reasonable? Was that objective analysis? Did I say that, hey, Lamb is, is without a spot or blemish? No, Lamb got his warts. But what most people tend to do, Cowboy Nation, is, you know, the craziest thing, I had an Eagles fan to call in yesterday, and it hit me after the show. He was saying that basically, hey, man, you, you guys got to stop. You guys got to stop talking about my hurts, man. This, this, this is his first year ever playing quarterback. And I said, wait a minute. What, what year was Hurts drafted? Can somebody put that down in the chat? 
What year was Hurts drafted? Jalen Hurts. What year was he drafted? Can somebody put that down in the chat, please? Pretty please with the cherry on the top. Hmm. What year was he drafted? Oh, 2020. And what year was, dare I say, C.D. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs drafted? Can y'all put that down? Can you please, with the cherry on the top, put that down? So my expectation is this right here. You expecting C.D. Lamb going at, well, it was his second year last year to be the quote-unquote, without a doubt, the number one wide receiver on his team when he's still wet behind the ear, right? You will hold him to that standard. And we're going to put Diggs in the corner. So we shouldn't hold Jalen Hurts to that standard? Huh? Well, let's let's, let's get, get into this. Oh, and Diggs. We hold Trayvon Diggs to the standard in the degree of what they expecting other DBs to do. And people fail to realize Diggs all pro. Was Diggs playing in this league for four years, five years? Oh, Diggs, that was his second year ever. Played in the National Football League, and y'all hold Trayvon Diggs to the Jalen Ramsey standard. How long Jalen Ramsey been in the league? For, for five to six years, right? Six or seven years. Dad Diggs, he okay, baby. He ain't. I've literally seen people say, man, I'd rather have James Bradbury over Diggs. How long, how many years James James Bradbury been in the league? Oh, how many years Slay been in the league? I wonder what Slay was doing his second year. Hmm. I wonder what he was doing his second year in the league, you know, since since everybody you know, want to know if he was catching, you know, laughing interceptions and shutting down stuff, you know. I wonder what he was doing, you know. What year was he drafted, by the way? You know, I, I need to know, you know. I, what year was Slay drafted? What year was James Bradbury was drafted? Hmm? Huh? But it is what it is. Don't allow these guys to have a time to develop. We exposed Ramsey yesterday. Yeah, I, I ain't finna pull up those stat lines again. <laughs> they, get, they just got to go watch yesterday's tape. Yep, Ramsey gave up 900 yards, and this is my guy, B.D. Gray. And I know B.D. Gray because he will, he will prove it. With the screenshots. He would prove it with the screenshots. On Twitter. And I have yet to see anybody prove it with the screenshots. With my guy Trayvon Diggs giving up. A thousand yards. And even if he did in his second year. So. So. Because I went down line by line 
And the game that he gave up the most yards and we lost, the only one game was the Denver Broncos game, 81 yards. Every other game we won. The most yards he gave up in one game was the, against the New Orleans. He gave up 98 yards. And he had a pick in that game. So here's my argument about all of this. Here's my argument. That if garbage time stats exist for Dak Prescott, then garbage time stats exist for Trayvon Diggs. Because yards given up, the majority of those yards, we won the game anyway. He gave up 56 yards in, the, in that Atlanta Falcons game. They scored three points, man. Come on. <laughs> so if I'm dropping back in a situation, if I'm playing prevent defense and the guy somehow throw the ball on my side of the field, yeah. Give me those yards. We wetted. We kicking butts over there. Garbage time stats. Now, Brandon Ayuk and that little kid, uh, Kadarius Tony, I'm not finna refute. I'm not finna refute that. They burnt my guy digs up like a Roman candle. Burnt toast. <laughs> I don't want to see Trayvon Diggs on those bodies of type of wide receivers. I don't. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not finna lie to kick it to y'all. I'm not. I don't. Some DB just don't match up well with certain types of wide receivers. If you think I'm lying, let me know when Rob Wilson ever had a chance to dog out my guy, the playmaker. Hmm? He just, it, it, it just that the playmaker was able to kill Rod Wilson. I'm, oh, I shouldn't say the word K-I-L-L. Uh, Facebook, I'm just, I'm just using that as an analogy. Facebook, please don't, don't put me in jail. <laughs> I forgot you can't say those words online. That was just an analogy since I'm live on Facebook. But the playmaker had fits against Aeneas Williams. Bobby Taylor, for those old Eagles fans that's in here, he had issues with Bobby Taylor. He had issues with Aeneas Williams. But he had no issues with Rod Wilson. And it was 50-50 with the, play, with the playmaker versus the prime, you know, and prime still P.I.'d him. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Uh, Seahorn. Shout out to the Seahorns of the world. Um, <clears throat> Daryl Green. I mean, Daryl Green was just sneaky. We we would still get some yards over Daryl Green. Daryl Green was just sneaky, fast, or what have you. And he was that DB that that even fifty four. Yeah, that joker still ran a four three. <laughs> we got a guy that's on our team. Uh, uh, he got a, it's a long shot for him to make the team. Malik Davis. He ran a four seven one. But when you look at the tape, the dude's just he's he's fast, but he's slow. But Daryl Green, I believe, if, if he's still alive, y'all let me know. I think he can still run a 4340. <laughs> 5'8, 4'340. All right, so. Uh, Bobby, <laughs> let me see. Uh, my guy Will says Daryl Green 
is the only <laughs> former skin that I was a fan of. Oh, I feel you. I, let me see. Washington team fan of hmm. I I, I like Daryl Green. I I give kudos to him, Sean Taylor, and uh, what's DB name that they they got from uh from that trade acquisition? I liked him, and that's about it. Sean Taylor, Daryl Green, and I'll be talking about Art Monk and all those boys. Uh, let me see. Sean Taylor and Daryl Green. Yeah. Hall, I, I couldn't stand Hall. And I couldn't and I couldn't stand um Doug Williams. Only reason why I like Doug Williams is because he beat John Elway, you know. Eric Allen, uh, Eagles, you know, it is what it is. Champ Bailey, yeah. Do- Champ Bailey, Dow Green, and um, and Sean Taylor. Those are my three Washington uh, guys that I, that I would say. My most, the, the, the world's worst Washington guy that, for me was Moss. The Washington Moss. What's his first name? Was it what was his first name? I mean, I, I, I he, he killed us. You know, Facebook once again. I'm using the word casually. I'm not saying that he literally killed us, but that was the only guy. Santana Moss. I, I still wake up and, and sometimes be like, God, dog, how he was able to do that against us. I can't stand Santana. He's probably he's probably one of my most hated <laughs> Washington guy. Yeah, he was a Chico. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Daryl Green ran a four four forty. Actually, and I don't know what he ran, but uh, it it seems as if though he was he was a four two nine four three guy. Yeah, Peter Warwick was too shifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> let's listen to these fools over here, man. All right, let's get into this Dak Prescott Cowboys topic. Since entering the NFL, Dak leads all quarterbacks in games with 400 or more passing yards. Dallas, 31-3 and when Dak posts a passer rating of at least 100. Plus, Dak leads the NFL in passer rating last season when on the move. Shannon, do these stats tell you that Dak Prescott is being underrated right now? No. All right. No, that dude didn't get a chance. Let me reread. Let me let let me re-listen to this what they're talking about. Um Will Stanford, I, I can tell that he, he he's an older gentleman, right? Oh, I I got yeah, London Fletcher, he's another guy that I I I I, I did like this when he retired. I was like, yeah. And what he was, uh, five foot, five foot nothing. Don't come back, London. Yeah, <laughs> Fletcher, that dude. <laughs> Don't come back, baby. <laughs> All right, so I can tell Will is Stanford is he's an old school guy. Thosman, Riggins, Taylor, Manley, uh, Ariton's are the uh, skins most hated. Oh. Ariton, most hated. Ariton and Moss. Those are most hated. 
Every time is because he knocked out one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to put on a Cowboys uniform. He knocked him out of the game. Right? He literally knocked him out of the game. He concussed him. And I don't think Detroit ever been the same ever since then. So, yeah, uh, LeVar Ayrton, I, I, or was it T? Was it Spikes or was it Ayrton? I thought it was Ayrton. Fletcher, I think of him more of a Rams guy. Yeah, but shoot, that old man Fletcher, man, he kept that, that Washington team afloat. Supposed to pass a rating of at least 100. Plus, Dak leads the NFL in passer rating last season when on the move. Shannon, do these stats tell you that Dak Prescott is being underrated right now? No. <laughs> My eyes tell me that Dak is a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Um, at no, I mean, I think you're going to agree with me on a lot of this stuff, Skip, that Dak did not look like a top-tier quarterback for the lion's share of the season. Yeah, he had some good game. You look at what he did against Tampa. You look at that great game that he had against uh, an overtime against the New England Patriots. Um, Dak benefited from playing in a, a bad, bad division. Skip, he went 6-0 and in the NFC East, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. Against everyone else, he was 5-6, 21 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And we saw what happened in the postseason. And we see, we've, we've seen this far too many times. Even you talked about how they got up to the great start and how they fizzled down the stretch. Two years ago, it was the exact same thing. And so for what I've seen now, mm -hmm. Dak is entering into his sixth season. We should already know, okay, Dak is up here. Dak is here. This is where he is, Skip. We, we, we know what he is now. I, I get all these 400-yard games, Skip. But here in 2020, he threw for 400 yards against Cleveland. They were down 27. At no point in time did this game, it got close, but then Odell hit that reverse on them, took them out of there. Mm -hmm. They were down 20. They did come back and win against Atlanta. Threw for 400 in that game. Mm -hmm. Threw for 400 against Seattle, but they were down 15. What we're seeing here is that when the, ga when the games are close, Dak does absolutely nothing. Now, all of a sudden, these teams race out to these big leads. They play defense differently, and then Dak gets going, and he throws for 400 yards. A lot of times, they lose, but they're like, man, did you see that performance? <laughs> yeah. They were behind because when they needed Dak to be great early, so they didn't get behind, he was not. So, I so let me ask y'all this, though. And I'm speaking only from the realms of objectivity. And what we got to do is, is say to ourselves, okay, cool. If you want to use the garbage time stats for that reason and logic speaking, logically speaking, I'm asking you guys truthfully, and I need to hear this from the haters' mouth and from the true and true cowboy fans' mouth. How come... Other teams do not show the same results of what Dak Prescott do when these events occur. Like, how come when we look at other teams, like there should be another just below average quarterback doing the exact same thing of throwing 400 yards and getting multiple touchdowns when their team get down or behind, right? Or when it's a situation and scenario that when it's time to squeeze out more and more opportunities for yards, how come we don't see this 
phenomenal event from other quarterbacks. How come only Dak, somebody put Pat Scott, how come only we see this with Dak Prescott and no other quarterback? I, I just need to know, can somebody answer me that? Can, can somebody pull up a – just hit me up on Twitter. Matter of fact, to the first person that, that can pull up some analysis, I'm going to cash app you $25. Hit me up on Twitter. And for the first person, I don't have I don't have money to, to cash up all of y'all that's watching. But I'm literally going to give you a, a, a $25 certificate if you can present to me other quarterbacks that have the exact same numbers and when behind, when garbage time. And you can do that analysis and make it on a beautiful spread. And then we're going to. We're going to go over this line by line, precept upon precept, and we're going to talk about this. Because it's kind of strange that Dak Prescott is the only quarterback to do that. Dak Prescott, I do like that one, <laughs> Leon. <laughs> Yo, long money, long. No, 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 no. You know, I just want to be able to settle this. They don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. Kirk Cousin. Does not. But but here's the thing. For 13 years, let me ask you guys this. For 13 years, there's another quarterback that have gaudy numbers, beat the mess out of Chicago Bears, beat the mess out of the Detroit Lions and the Vikings. You can talk about them if you want to say that. And for 13 years, that quarterback, who is the greatest quarterback, one can argue, in that time span, in that time span, have not made it to the Super Bowl. And he pad the stats, but he get overlooked because he got that ring. And he couldn't beat the same team that we couldn't beat in the playoffs. He threw a lower QBR than we did as a quarterback. And, and I'm I'm just trying to make present this. I don't know if Dak Prescott been playing for 13 years. Y'all let me know. Can you educate me? Have he been playing for 13 years? But for sure, I know for sure that that quarterback been playing for 13 years. And he haven't made it to the promised land since that time frame. Now, granted, he do have a Marine. He do have a Marine. So you mean to tell me if somehow... Dak Prescott can find a way to get him a ring. Would he be considered similar to that other quarterback? That's all I'm saying. I don't look at these stats and say, well, damn, man, I've been underrating Dak. I have not been underrating Dak. Dak is an average quarterback. That's what he is, Skip. He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. And I don't know if you're going to ever – Reap the benefits of what you paid for. You helped pay for this contract. No, you did. <laughs> he did. Skip, skip, skip didn't help pay for this. Shay Sharp, nigga. He'll bang it on the table. He'll bang it on the table. Paid Dak. Paid Dak. <laughs> Campaign for him to get his money. Pay the man, said yeah. Shannon Sharp. They needed to pay the man. Pay the man $75 yeah. million dollars for one year. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. After I read all these stats, the totality of them hit me so hard that I started to think, maybe maybe he's a little better than I'm thinking that he is. And, and, and I started to renew a little bit of hope because the stat that got me is that on the move last year, he led the league in passer rating. On the move. 
Shout out to you, James. You the first one on, on my Twitter. Let me see, James. Let me see. I'm going to go to my Twitter. And I'm going to go to my mentions because I know you got to at me, man. You got to at me. Somebody done put Carson Wentz up there. Let me see if I can refresh. I'm for real, man. I'm going to cash app you, man. You, you didn't say at me on Twitter with those stats, man. I need you, James. Go to my Twitter handle, man, and just at me with all of that. Whoever be the first one. <laughs> Whoever be the first one, I'm going to copy this right here. This is my Twitter. And and I need you guys to come through in the clutch for me, man, because I, I, I really don't want to do that research. I, I'm going to let you guys do the research. That's my Twitter. That's my Twitter handle right there. James Buchanan. Hit me up on Twitter. Move, yeah. And outside the numbers, on throws outside the numbers, he led the league in passer rating. Well, I – I'm not sure how that translated into the one loss record because in the end, they Thank lost. <laughs> well, they went six and five in their last 11 games, right. including the playoff loss at home to San Francisco. Right. Okay. But in the big picture, he has the most 400 yard plus passing right. games since he entered the league. Right. He's got nine of them. Right. But mm-hmm. also to your point, the biggest one is 502 in a game against Cleveland at Jerry World. This at is Jerry Baker World. Mayfield we're right. talking about. That they trailed 41 to 14 after three quarters. Right. Well, now right. empty calories are going to happen, and they did. Right. <laughs> Huge empty cal- enough to make you obese. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and then remember the Dallas game at Seattle. It was actually right. the game before that Baker Mayfield game, and it comes right down to the wire. He ends up throwing for 472, but on the third and long at the end of the game with 14 seconds left, he throws into the end zone to the wrong team. Yeah, it gets picked off. And what did right. Jerry Jones suggest on his radio show two days later? Russell Wilson makes that play. And he also said Mahomes make right. that play. And he also went so far as to say Tony Romo makes that play. He did. I said before, and I'm going to say again, Russell Wilson should be in the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson should be in the Super Bowl. It should be the Denver Broncos versus, mm, let's see, since everybody talking about the Eagles, it should be the Denver Broncos and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. That, those should be the two teams because that's what everybody talking about right now, right? Denver Broncos should, there should be zero excuses. There should be zero, zero excuses for Russell Wilson. Even though, is, is Jerry Judy, is he out of jail? Is, is, is he, is he going to play? Is Jerry Judy going to play? Because, you know, I, I don't see them talking about Jerry Judy. Let me see. Let me see. Make sure. Let me, let me make sure. Jerry Judy. Let me see. He spelled it. Okay. Judy. I can't spell today. Here we go. U-D-Y. Uh, I'm going to just type TMZ because I know they got it. I know they got it. Jerry Judy. Broncos star arrested after alleged incident with mother of child. Shout out to him, Road Tide, what have you. Uh-huh. Uh, Jerry Judy. And we hope all is well with him. I don't think that these networks talking about it, but I can only imagine if he had a star on the side of his helmet. But if he's playing this year, if he's playing this year, he should, they should go straight to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. He should go. They should go straight to the Super Bowl. I don't know if he's playing. Is Jerry Judy playing? He's he's out on bond. He's back on the field. Okay, and there will be no extent extended investigation. None of that stuff, right? So if Jerry Judy, <laughs> Alvin Kamara was arrested for an assault after the, during the uh, Pro Bowl weekend, but nobody's talking about it. Yep. Denver is 0-3 versus the NFC East. Buffalo is 0-4 in the Super Bowl, but he don't get suspended. Okay. I say that. Because if you can escape and throw it on the run, Dak escaped a little bit, but then he threw it quickly and it went to the wrong jersey. Correct. Okay. All right. Then the third one is the Green Bay game at home, the Aaron Rodgers game at, at Jerry World back in 2019. They trailed that game 24 to nothing mid-third quarter. Right. 24 right. to nothing? You're yeah. kidding. Right. Empty calories ensued, and he gets all the way to 463. But you know what? All of those games have something in common. And I wonder what it looked like now if we had a level of defenses. You sent me it via the DM. I appreciate you, James. I'm going to check it out. Three. Okay, then Philly. I'm going to give you the Philly game because it was the Amari breakout game yeah, in 2019 yeah, because yeah. it was at home right. in overtime. Right. He throws for 455. Well, it was sensational because it catapulted them right. to a division title and a home playoff win, his only one, right. over Russell Wilson right. in Seattle. Okay, so so that's a, a good big one, mm -hmm. right? And then here we go against the Atlanta, the Atlanta home game. Right. It's 450 yards. It, it, you're, you're so far down that... It, it was down 31, it, 39 to 20 at one point, it's, right? It's 39 to 24 with what? five minutes left in the game. 39 to 24 at home? Right. You're kidding. It took the watermelon onside kick right. to, to make a miracle. It right. took a miracle finish for you. You should have lost that game to what became the worst Wor pass defense in the yes. history of pro mm -hmm. football. Right. Well, I, I shouldn't even be on the list. You right. should disqualify that game right there, right? Okay, now we get to another good game because – the best game for, for Dak last year was he went to Belichick and he beat him. Yes. It took overtime. Yes. But if we could show what right. happened at the end of the game. Because he had 71 yards yeah. in overtime to put this him over 400. This is the throw of the year for Dak Prescott to my guy C.D. Lamb. Unfortunately, at the end of the game, he, he pulls up lame. Mm -hmm. but, that, but that ended the game. C.D.'s yes. grandstanding out there with the ball. Yep. But, okay, <clears throat> that's, what is it, 450? 45 yards. Mm -hmm. 445 against Belichick. Okay, that's that's a $75 million game, yes. right? Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one because it felt like it was about to catapult you to greatness because it got you to 6-1, and one, then they went all the way right. to 7-1, and one, and then you know what the rest of the story was. Well, Skip, you don't fell you, off the table. Don't you need a 300 game against the 49ers? You saw that mm -hmm. when he did against the 49ers, Skip. They were, that scored 17 points. Well, it was just horrendous. You mean the playoffs? Yes! Yeah. 23 no, of 43. No, Okay, I'm going to finish this list because there's one at Detroit. The Go Cowboy get fans will remember because I do. It's 2019. He threw for 444. He's playing against Jeff Driscoll. That's the starting quarterback yeah. on the other side. <laughs> well, how can it's disqualified? Take it off the list. Then remember the New York Giants game that started 2019. It was the fireworks display of the first three games. It was the night Jerry said it's imminent that the we get our done. deal done because he. All right, so. <clears throat> James Buchanan, you did send me a quarterback. You sent me Kirk Cousins. 
as that quarterback. I would raise you $25 more so there'll be a cash app of $50. If you can find me a below average on a consistent basis quarterback, because they're saying that literally Dak Prescott is average and below that can put up those type of numbers. So find me another quarterback outside of Kirk Cousins, because I get it, right? Everybody going to say that Dak Prescott is the black Kirk Cousins, who pretty much, if you can contextualize it, before Kirk Cousins, if you really say to yourself and look at everything from A to Z, Stafford held that position. There's really, if you pick up Kirk Cousins and you put him on the L.A. Rams, I'm quite sure that all of a sudden now, Kirk Cousins got him a Super Bowl ring. That's not something that far and apart of what Kirk Cousins did or what Matthew Stafford did, which is different. So, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let me raise you. Let me raise you. <laughs> you can get $50. <laughs> I'm going to cash app you if you can find a multiple situations of that. But let's listen to more what they had to say. He thrown for 405 against a Giants team that was on its way to going 4-12. and 12. Right. And you said garbage. Yes. Yeah, you you said like, the first three were yeah. garbage opponents. And you were right. Washington and Miami, they're just garbage right. opponents. And then here we go into contractual impasse. Right. And then the final game on the list at 403 was opening Thursday night. Right. At GOAT, I, I thought it was great because I had no expectations of Dak at that point. Actually, Skip, even though they lost, I think that was probably one of the two or three best games of all the games that was on that list. I, I, I might put it number one. No, no, seriously, because yeah. you're against the defending champs right. in their place. Mm -hmm. And again, you made you were correct about this. You said that defense, you, you brought everybody back, but it just won't have the same edge mm -hmm. that it had the year before. And it didn't have the same edge. And he kind of exposed it in early on. One. Yep. But they lost. Yep. Because they often lose. So what do I have to show? He is one and three in playoff games. Right. Well, it's Yep. So one and three in playoff games. The phone lines is open, Cowboy Nation. And the phone line is 657-390-7391. That's the contact line. That's the hotline for your mind. All right. And we have people that have been patiently waiting in the chat. All right. So 206, you're live. MJ, turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. What's good? What up, brother? Nothing much, man. Talk to me, fam. Talk to me. No, oh, man, you got a good show today. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's all man. it's all kind of squeeze it together, man. Talk to me, man. This is good. Dad Prescott did. We sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got everything to say. Yeah. Lost. I love when this when we win because. They say we sorry, so yo, I love it. Yeah, they they, they ran three or four. We bombs. All our players were bombs now. Mm -hmm. Dig can't play. Uh, CD Lamb can't catch. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. The quarterback stuck. Mm. Mm. Talk to me. Now, the first point. I'm gonna give everybody some homework on this. Trevon Diggs only been paying cornerback for really two and a half years. Right. He's been going his third year. Mm -hmm. And he gets better and better every year. Right. Now, if y'all heard 
all his cowboys playing. Then he got to practice on being more consistent in giving up big plays and mm-hmm. uh, studying more, being more physical on the line. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that because he practiced with his brother. So right. that's going to be the check mark. Mm-hmm. His number's going to go down. And if you take two of them players away from our safety last year, he probably would have only had 700 yards instead of 800 or 900. Right. Safety, Mr. If I would have been playing safety, that would have been interception. It was an easy interception. <laughs> and Dick stopped the guy from get the interception, and the guy got the interception. Mm-hmm. Point two, C.D. Lamb is going to kill them this year. But uh, you already yeah. know. He's, he know them corners can't check him. He loves when corners start to check him one on one. They 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 said everybody keeps thinking because a uh, Cooper gone. Uh, oh, he had he, no. They was they was they was shattering that field for C.D. Lamb because they know he can make a big play on him. And I'm gonna tell y'all. Talk to me. Talk to me, man. The the, the receiver we got. I'm a t- fan, the Cowboy fans, you've got to go watch the fan of the total. When he gets right. the ball, he break away, and he runs from people. I'm going to tell you all right now, that dude going to have over 1,200, 1,300 yards receiving. He's going to have a year like the men of Jefferson. Total going to have a year like Jefferson. I'm telling you all right now. I know my football. Right, right. Because they're going to have twos on them. They're going to have threes on them. And he's going to be killing it. Mm-hmm. And Washington is going to have a good year. But Tolbert, T.D. Lamb, they're going to have a good year. Three, that Prescott going to finally be safe in that pocket. Because our center, you know, he got competition. He practicing with Duke. He was 318 last year. He's going to be stronger. He's going to be more technique-wise. And our guard is going to be powerful, killing people. Because I like to watch the film again of Philly. I, w- I went back and watched the Philly game. Right. The third game. And, man, they was killing Connor Williams. They was sometimes a block. And, man, it, you know, they was getting through that, making the center play bad. And mm-hmm. then if that guard play bad, it's going to make the center play bad. I don't care what y'all saying. I don't care what you're saying. He was just overpowered. The dude just bull rushed him, number 91, 93, 97. They was killing him. They said, go Con with him. They ain't going to be able to do that this year, y'all. No that doubt. No doubt. Finally- so, so, so with all of that being said, man, it's May right now. We got four months and a couple of weeks yeah. or what have you before we could see the Eagles so I can't wait to see it, man. And physicality will be the thing that we really need to see. We really need to see, that's and right. I think that that's going to get us over the hump, MJ. That's but but get, let that's let them know, man. Let them know, man. Wait, where you from? And, and uh, give a shout out to the Cowboys before I let you go. All right, guys. I'm originally from East St. Louis, East Boogie. They call it the East Boogie, but I live in Los Angeles, California. A member of Cap Versailles. And a member of the Most High, Israelite. Israelite. That body. Precept on precept, baby. Keeping her, keeping the law. No doubt, the man. Law. That's what I'm talking there about, man. Hey, hey, you gotta get my crybaby stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Oh, got doggone. Oh, and the commission. 
And the commission. Yo, the pimper. Pimper die. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Play that. Play that. Good luck. Oh, I got you, man. I got you, man. I got you, man. Play that Italian song. You know, the gangster. The, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to find it in my new reel. But I appreciate you, you man. Keep, appreciate you, you, bro. I got you, for man. Rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. All right. All right, man. It's Lou, bro. <laughs> <laughs> MJ. All right. 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 So shout out to MJ, man. Pimple died, man. It's going to be your new name on here, man. All right. LA with it. Okay. Let's pull in the 970. What do you know? How about them cowboys? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. How about them cowboys? Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, uh, they're going to go. They might go undefeated this year. Okay. You know, I like that when uh, Michael Parsons was talking to Michael Irvin. Yeah. I noticed you really liked it, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I agree. You know, he said we're not going to lose another playoff game like that. Again, he pretty much guaranteed it, didn't he? He did. He pretty much, man. He I spoke mean, he with his chest. When, I mean, he said it hurt. Mm-hmm. But he said that ain't going to happen again. I mean, that's what I heard him say. No doubt. No doubt. You know, you know, I really do believe, Law, if we win these first two games, look out. I mean, but I didn't like that when he said about uh, – Cooper, you know, they're really getting – I I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 we'll have yeah. to see, though. You know, I kind of yeah. agreed with you. It was kind of a shocker what he said about, you know, Cooper. Yeah, that, that kind of threw me off, too. Yeah. You know, but I really – I just hope – I know I, – I got a feeling we're going to beat Tampa. I have a feeling, too. I mean, yeah, I think revenge, yeah, revenge might, is the sweetest you know, joy. We might get up so much for that. We might end up, you know, being beat by Cincinnati. But if we can win them first two games, look out. You know? Yeah. I mean, what's your thoughts on this year coming up? I mean, what well, are you kind of thinking? Well, this is what I was thinking right here. I was really thinking that the Cowboys have changed the mindset. They're going to get back to physicality, and that mentality uh, is yeah. what they're going to bring to the table. And I can't wait. But it's, it's May yeah. right now. We got four more months. Yeah. I got to wait to see basically how this thing is going to mm-hmm. unfold as far as the training camps or what have you. And I really can't wait. Mm-hmm. I really can't wait to see how the growth aspect of this team will look like down the stretch. And I can't wait to see that. that that's the only thing that yeah. we have to sit back on and just wait to see whether or not the physicality part of going to change after you heard Michael Parson have that interview? Did it change your perspective of the team a little bit? No, my, my perspective is that Parsons know and he understands. He know that he got to well, step yeah, up. But yeah, what he said about the receiving and stuff that oh. kind of threw me off my game a little bit too. You know. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. I whereas, mean, yeah, 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 it kind of threw me off. But know, but we have I to find out. God, yeah, team, you know, we're gonna find out. Absolutely, you're right. Yeah, you yeah. know, a lot of people got to remember our backs were beat up towards the end of last year too. They were, they you were. know, you know, we'd have been a little bit more healthier. I think we would, we would have beat San Francisco, you know, 
if 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 we had a if we had a if yeah yeah man if we had a a legitimate game plan I think that we would have had at least a little a little stronger yeah. chance against yeah. those not at uh, all. Went to LA they might that that just you know it just made LA was just you got to have some dogs no doubt you know? no you doubt just, you got to want it you got to want it bad. But hey, I just thought I'd call in. But I did. I, you know, I enjoyed watching you know, listening to that interview. No doubt, man. Appreciate and on that you. Kicker too. What he said about you know about being great and stuff. He he got me too. No doubt, no doubt. Appreciate hey, you, I man. So much, man. I gotta let you go. Gotta let you go. But I appreciate you, man. All right, go Cowboys. Yeah, go Cowboys. <laughs> All right, man. All right, let me get focused in this thing. I got some. Uh, some uh, some texts coming in on my end. All right, so I got Coach, man. Coach Jones, man, you live. What up, Coach? How you doing there? Nah, man, uh, it's all good. I'm all good. I can't complain. Hey, man, I love it when uh, Skip Bailey should change his uh, stripes because he sways with the wind, you know, especially since he's in L.A. Never getting no rain, but he definitely – Every week he's I'm on Dallas, I'm off Dallas, so never look for him to defend anything about Dallas. Right. Uh, he didn't even like Troy Aikman when he he was playing. <laughs> he thought he was a normal go Right. He's just an average quarterback. No doubt. And no as doubt. far as that uh you know, we constantly talk about uh garbage time. There's no garbage time if you come back and win. Right. Uh, was that garbage time for the other team to let you back in the game? I've never known a coach wanting to give up yards or give up a touchdown at the end of the game. I've right. never experienced that. As a player, coach, all I want to do is beat you and keep my hand on your throat and make you never want to play me again. Right. So you're saying that these teams are just rolling over, let Dak throw for 400. No, hell no. That's in your contract, too. Right. To keep him out of the end zone. So it's kind of – and somebody should ask uh, Mr. Shannon Short. So when you pop that late touchdown and you got that extra bonus, did they take it back and say it was garbage time? Oh Hell no. No, indeed. No, indeed. You say, MJ, like LeBron James is breaking all these records. So is it garbage time because they were losing this year? No, nobody's going to remember that. Nobody. You only remember the W's. Tangible. You lose, you yeah. make to lose. Tangible yeah, I mean, things, man. Uh, uh, it goes back yeah. to the interception. You coached the game, and it's hard-pressed to say, okay, 11 interception, that, that's average, or or that's what anybody can do, right? That, that Only, That's the new guy. You know, my comment to you the other day, are you in Colorado? <laughs> mm. <laughs> that means you must be high because 11 is a number you just don't see. Right. You get to 10, that's a number you don't see. But 11, he only played 17 games. Mm-hmm. This dude is changing the way they were throwing at him. Yeah, uh, against Denver, yeah, that was a bad game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no doubt about it. But KZ was not a very good over-the-top safety. I mean, look, look how wide open the dude is. Out, The ball is floated in mm-hmm. the air. KZ should have broke on it. Yeah. He just stood back there and, and didn't take a bad angle. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing I will say, with the dog that you got on the O-line this year, I feel much better. I, especially with our, our, our right side. I didn't feel that good last year going with Collins. 
Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to do what he normally do. Right. Get suspended, get hurt, and, and come up lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I think we got a replacement, whether Smith plays at uh, left guard or right tackle. He's going to get some playing time. He's going to improve. Yeah. Now can we keep our tailback healthy? That's the question. I, I, I think I coach think, I think coach is, is that, that that is the solution. You gotta get you gotta run yeah. the ball. And and for yeah. far as those who say, well, garbage time is pre plan prevent defense, prevent defense keep you keep you from uh throwing those deep passes or throwing those longer passes, they'll be all underneath. And Dak Prescott in majority of those games, he was taking the he was throwing the ball over the top of the defense. What I when I look and review the tape of Dak Prescott versus most of those games that we lost, like the Forty uh, ers they played six and seven. They played six DBs. They played that that quarters defense, whereas gave Dak Prescott fits, and that quarters defense also gave multiple quarterbacks fits, like the Tom not Tom Brady, but uh, like um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. Uh, the reason why reason why playing quarters defense never affect Tom is because he plays a West Coast style and they they kill they kill people with those underneath drags or what have you. It's not just a a, a dump off pass; it's a drag in motion. But but go ahead, Coach. I also feel like this year, if one thing we need to improve on is at the beginning of the game, we can't have the damn drops. Right at the beginning of the games that we lost last year, start with Tampa. Mm-hmm. Our wide receivers dropped the ball instead of catching it. Uh, you know he is our number one wide out this year. He can't come out dropping. He's got to stay focused mm-hmm. at the beginning, and uh, that's going to make a difference. But I also think that we're we're going to be a much more physical team, and that's going to start with the O line getting punched, punching people. I know everybody's all sad that Randy left, but I'm not. Right. right. I thought that if you'd have signed him and paid him $20 million, you'd be overpaying. He never played a whole season. I know his, his dad listened to your show. Mm-hmm. I give mad love, uh, but he never played a whole season. Mm-hmm. And and, and, mean, and the reason why his dad, when I spoke to his dad, I mean, he's, he's an advocate live, listener to the show. And he was saying, "Well, at least you're fair and balanced, Law." And, and, and his yeah. voice, his voice, literally sounds like a James Earl, you know, uh, uh, the guy that played on. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, roots yeah, yeah. And everything. The roots and everything. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. My son works. Yeah. You know, he got that real deep yeah. voice, real like he's the well, he's he, bigger he, than Randy. Like he's from <laughs> yeah, like he's from yeah, he got that yeah, real got, deep voice. Got the mud on him, huh? Yes, indeed. Yeah. But but he said, at I mean, least you fair with your assessment of my son. And I said, yeah, I try to be. Uh, his son is a good player, but <laughs> yeah. there's times in the game you don't notice him. True. I mean, so you got to be honest. I didn't think he was worth $14 million. I thought mm. they were reaching to do that deal. And yeah. I was thankful he turned it down because you ended up getting flowers. Doris Armstrong only missed. He only has one less sack. Then Randy and played one third of the time. Yeah, coach, you're right. What does that tell you? And he also plays backer, which on passing down, he plays. You know, he don't always put his hand in the ground. He's dropping back, getting in flat, doing things that Randy couldn't do. No doubt. Now don't get it twisted. 
Randy's a bad boy. He we is. cannot depend on Randy for 17 games. No doubt. You name the season that he played all 17, and I'll cash out you $25. <laughs> I don't think you did it. Uh, no, nah, no. Nah. But I appreciate you, Coach, so much, man, for calling in and being part of this community, man. I really appreciate you, Coach. By the way, my boy Wilson, mm-hmm. look out. He's going to make the practice squad or be their third-string quarterback. That dude got some legs, man. Oh, oh, oh! So, yeah, yeah, from uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, uh, Uh dude, he can crank it. Uh, He shouldn't have transferred from Kentucky, but when you get another year to play, dude, he can really. When he get to that corner, look out. Yeah, yeah, he 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 can fly, and and the thing is. He had Wondell Robinson uh, as the wide receiver. Yeah. If he were to play, of course, he couldn't play back-to-back on the senior. He had to transfer, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had to transfer he, to that rule. Yeah. He is a dude that if he makes the squad, he might end up making it playing three different spots. Hmm. All of a sudden, you'll see him out there uh, on a special teams or something of that nature. He has that talent. Mm-hmm. He's that type of kid. Well, we'll so find anyway, out. You man. have a beautiful day. I love your show, man. I, you and Boss Cowboy, y'all keep me laughing. And of course, <laughs> uh, Big Game James, you know, he's so personal about it. Yeah. He gets so damn mad so quick. <laughs> I just be laughing when y'all get him, man. That's how he is in real life, man. When you see him pers- in person, man, he's a fiery dude. But but you know, but but people got to understand he mean well, you know. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. But I love it, man. We, yeah. If you don't if you don't have no passion in what you do, mm. then you yeah. either born with a silver spoon or you gonna get kicked. <laughs> Most certainly, coach. You right on the money with that one. Appreciate you. Later. Thank you. No, no, man. That's a good, good call from Coach, man. Big game, James, man. He's he's very passionate about this team, man. He is, and and he want what's best for this team, and and it it hurts. It hurts when when your team is not performing to where you know where they can perform, and that's the that's the problem of of this team and organization. Like we know, and I seen somebody put down and, and shout out to uh, Eastside Harold. Appreciate you buying and selling dreams. Let me see, Eastside. Let me see. Let me, let me pull up your avatar. Let me make sure. I got to make sure. Dog. Eastside. You got to change it, man. You got to change it to Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks right now. You got to, you got to change it. Deshaun Watson is no longer, is no longer a Texan. So you got to change it, fam. But I appreciate you for your donations. <laughs> so you selling dreams. <laughs> Eastside, you selling dreams, man. You got to change that. You got to change it, all right? Do me a favor. Just change it, man. Change change it to, you know, your general manager or your head coach or somebody. 615, you're live. What's up, brother? This is Colby from Tennessee. Tennessee, man. What's good with you, man? Talk to me. Not much, man. Just working, working, listening to your show. I try I to catch it, it every time I can. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, no, uh, I think the last guy, I think it was the last gentleman on here. It might have been before him, uh, but he was talking about drops. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody always talking about Dak, you know, and garbage time and, 
you right. know, not being able to come up clutch right. in the big plays and the big games. Right. And, you know, that that's always been my biggest argument. Uh, you know, I believe blue and silver. And I'm, I'm just like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, boss would be in very emotional about my Cowboys. I can't help it. I just am right, the way I right, am. Right, I right. love my team. But these, these boys out of here catching balls, man, they got to they gotta get some stickier fingers because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these big games come down to a lot of those drop passes. Right. You know, that, that, that third and nine, third and 11, CD or somebody, you know, catch a 25-yard pass and then boom, hits the ground, we're punting. You know, even in goal line situations where we're kicking field goals, taking three points instead of six, seven, you know, eight on occasion. Right. It's like this year going forward, especially on offense, we've got to get these receivers in, you know, just the rhythm of of catching all these passes. Because, I mean, that, in my opinion, has been one of the biggest problems with offense. Right. I love that Chris got to death. I mean, that man – outside of getting injured, you know, I, I don't think there's been a bad play that came out came out of a game that he's been in, in my opinion. Um, as far as garbage time, you know, I heard the name Rogers pop up. Right. I agree. Outside of uh, Go Pack Go with Lil Weezy, he ain't <laughs> had nothing special. Um, he's been a, 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 you know, seasonal MVP. Right. But, you know, we all know as NFL fans, the season games don't really matter. It's all about the end. It's about all about end. making it to the Super Bowl. And, you know, as far as defense, uh, you know, I expect Diggs to have a bigger year, a lot less yards uh, for the receivers against him. I think he, I think he'll, he, he's been working on that, and I think he'll continue to work on it. And, you know, like uh, the other gentleman said, Tolbert, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to watching him play because, you know, uh, I watched a couple of his interviews uh, during the training camp. And, right. You know, the, the kid seems like he's excited and blessed for the opportunity. And I really think he's going to come out and ball. I really do. And I'm excited and I'm hoping that Gallup can stay healthy because he is a playmaker and a game changer. It's just, man, getting hurt, that, 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 that sucks because, you know, it, it's not every game. But almost every game Gallup was in, you go back and rewatch the game, I guarantee you he had one or two big plays that made a difference in those games. No doubt. So it, it happens, man, and it sucks, but like you said, we got four more months. <laughs> four more. It's four long. More it's months, a long man. stretch, man. So what anything, what yeah. anyone say right now, they're right. There's no way to refute it, right? It's, it's, like, no, it's like there's no way they can refute what what they can say right now. They can say right now that their team is the best team since sliced bread and and you would never find out until September. And, that, and you really don't know until after September. You know, I mean, hey, the Eagles getting AJ Brown, I mean, hey, more power to him, man. That's awesome. I wish to God the Cowboys could have got him, but at the man. at the same time, I got more faith in Dak than I do Jalen. I mean, it's cool and all, but if you if you if you were all good for for taking air balls, Go for it, man, because he ain't gonna he ain't gonna hit that boy with nothing mm-hmm. the entire year. There's no way that they beat us this year. We're we're gonna break this little cycle of not non back to back NFC East champs, and we're definitely taking that title this year. I make that argument right here, right now, and they can come back and replay it when we do. Well, I, I was definitely try to find this episode when we do it. Appreciate you so much, man, from the six one five. I appreciate Absolutely. you. 
That's a good call from him. All right, so next we have, uh, we got two people waiting, so we're going to get these two callers out. Uh, the next person that is here from Los Angeles, 323, you're live to live and die in L.A. Hello? Hello? To live and die in L.A. It's the place to be. <laughs> All right, 757, you live. What's going on with you, Law? This PG from the 757 VA stand up. How you doing? Man, all day, man. I'm doing great, man. Talk to me, man. Yes, sir. So i am got a couple of points, and I'll get out your way. Right? Right, I've been right. listening, and I understand how everybody want to say, well, A-Rod is a garbage time stat, um, stat king as well, right? But the truth of the matter is, a-Rod has showed he had the ability to win games and not just to come out victorious, but to be a very um, important piece for them winning those games. I think one of the reasons why people call that a um, stat king in those types of situations because he's yet to win one that they deem important. And as a Cowboy quarterback, there's only one that they're really going to hold over our head, and that's a Super Bowl victory, right? And then on top of that, how many of those important games was he one of the only things that we could lean on? Mm. To me, Dak is at his best when everything around him is better. But let me and ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. Are you okay. aware of the Mandela effect? Definitely. You, you, definitely. That is what's going on. With, and, and a lot of people, and I, I can tell you a cerebral person, you, 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 you're very smart. A lot of people don't know what the Mandela effect is. And that's the problem. You see, you said can win games when important. Aaron Rodgers couldn't win games. Did you know that he threw an 18 QBR against the 49ers? The 49ers in the playoffs. In the playoffs, right? Didn't you know that the Green Bay Packers were the third-ranked defense in the National Football League? So to that degree, they had Aaron Jones, who can run the rock. They had the best wide receiver in the National Football League. Can you, can you name me two or three wide receivers better than Devontae Adams? You can't. Not at all. Not at all. And I get where you're Right, get, right, 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 exactly right. But, but, but the problem is, is that first take, third take, and all of these takes and any take would never he's talk about they, – they would never talk right. about the Green Bay. I believe even if he didn't ever want a Super Bowl ring, that they would never talk about it. Just like juxtaposed to what Matthew Stafford. It had been 13 years. He, it, it took him 13 years to get to where he's at now. Right, he he ultimately yeah. won a Super Bowl, right? But who are they still talking about? They still talking about the Dallas Cowboys. If I was an alien from a different planet, landed here in these United States, and turned on all of these social medias and turned on the National Football League uh, uh, reviews, you would think that man, that Cowboys team just lost the Super Bowl. They're not talking about Cincinnati. They're not talking about right now. The Rams, can the they Rams repeat? Can they champ. repeat Super Bowl champ? But I, I kid you not, I kid you not. 
if it had been in a weird world that if you replaced, and I know you can't do this, but if you replaced, if the Dallas Cowboys was in that Super Bowl and they ultimately lose it, you think that that's what they're going to be talking about? See, in the biggest of the brightest stage, Dak, Dak Prescott can't win it, even if it was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're going to, until we win, they're going to talk about it. But we can't, as Cowboy fans, we have to understand the business behind it all. We have the biggest fan base, the most loyal fan base, the most, you know, looked at as crazy and asinine fan base. So as long as we talk to them, we keep the hype machine going. We're going to always talk about them because we know that nobody looks at the Cowboys and say, ah, I don't care. It's either, yo, I love them or I absolutely hate them. So we're going to always be talked about. We're going to always have that fight of our quarterbacks are going to be held to a higher standard because we're the Cowboys and we're in the media all day and they keep us there because of he just said it's worth $10 billion to him and that he'll never sell it. So that's money in itself. So that's always going to be the conversation when it comes to the Cowboys. We got to accept it and live up to it and hold ourselves to an even higher standard than what they do. Uh, yeah, but – that that's just the reality of it. Now, you're right. You're that's right. just the reality now, of it, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, my second question for you, though. Second question, right? Mm-hmm. When I look at the offseason and when I look at draft, when I look at drafting, period, I feel like you can't really judge a draft until you two and a half, three years removed from when the draft actually took place. Yeah. And it's easy to get hyped. It's easy to get excited because we can make these, projections right off of potential and we can hope that people will live up to where we think they should in our system right and Mm -hmm. we can do that with free agency as well now I feel like our offseason has been up to par with everyone else's when you put in the draft and you look at some of the people that we couldn't resign even though they wanted to so like that that's a blessing in disguise and I feel like we are being talked about in free agency, rather it's our fan base or other fan bases, basically just trying to have good football conversation, but it's not really meaningful until we get to see how it all lays out and plays out. But if we look at it, we still should be head and above water to everybody in our division. I mean, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. The, the draft – and the free agency supposed to help aid where you you are uh, lacking at, right? So the Cowboys looked at this and said, okay, and, and I get it, you know, you, you don't expect to be 12-5 and five every year, but coaches do expect a certain pedigree from, from what they can do to help elevate said players. So I look at it like, yes, we were 12-5, and five, but you got to understand, let Coach Quinn – continue to do his system and implementing what he does best and coaching up these guys. And, and like you said, it takes two to three years to grade a player. Well, last year was Quinn's first year with these players. I can only imagine his second year within the confines of coaching these guys up that you would see a, a even more of a growth aspect. While as other teams are parading around saying, yeah, look what we done did. But it's going to take a time for those guys to grab hold on what the coaching philosophy is for their exactly. said teams. So, so it's, it's a long process, and hopefully, man, 
uh, uh, when the season kick off, we'll be ready to see it. Yes, sir. We should be 12 and 5 again this year, and I give us at least two playoff victories. And I put that on Ezekiel. All right, let's go, man. I appreciate you, man. What's your name, fam? Hey, again, it's CG. CG, man. Let me let me save it under here, man, as that. But I appreciate you for calling in, fam. Yes, sir. Let's yeah. go, Cowboys. Let's go all day. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Got him say then that. Are we going to try this uh, three, two, three, once again? Three, two, three, once again. All right. Hello? Yeah, you live. I'm about to hang it up. <laughs> you live, man. What's good? <laughs> hey, much respect, Law. Love you so, man. Appreciate love you, man. What you guys talk about, man. Uh-huh. Much respect. Do a good job, man. Listen to you all the time, bro. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, man, my, my thing is um, it seems like every year, you know, with the Cowboys, we talk about uh, free agency and what we need, what we what we don't get, seem to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet with you, man. No uh, doubt. I think, uh, do you believe that as of right now, if we don't get Dak Prescott what he needs, as a, as a team, mm-hmm. I feel like every year we seem to be missing something. Is it on special teams? Is it on the defensive line? It's like there's always something that's just missing, that missing piece. Do you think they'll be able to re-sign back to that second contract that he, I think he held out for? I think he held out for a second contract, more or less, than this one contract he just received. Do you think we'll be able to re-sign him, man, in the next, before you know it, those two more years will be up, and we've been talking about What's the next contract for that? Well, here's how money complicates everything, right? You start counting the money, then you start looking at the money, and then you have your expectations set around the money, right? And you got to look at the complete picture, not part of the picture. And I know it's hard to see the picture when you are in the frame. This is the thing. Was this that first year under that contract, or was was this his third year? This is going to be his second year, isn't it? It's going into his second year. So did he, according to pundits, and you, I'm going to put you in this. I'm not going to use the pundits. Did he live up to his expectations of his contract? Well, in my view, I believe he did. Um, I I wasn't a big back supporter at first. I must admit that. Been a Cowboy fan since 72. Uh, love the Dallas Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. I, but at the same time, it seems like I put Dak like with LeBron. It seems like the more hate Dak, Dak receives, the more and more I seem to, to go to his side. Right. <laughs> and, um, but I think Dak is being held to not his season because I think Dak had a real great, a good season overall considering what, yeah. he, what he came from. But being a Dallas Cowboy quarterback, He's going to be held to a standard that no other Dallas quarterback has done in 25 seasons. So right. they're all going to say he had a terrible season because he lost to the 49ers. Right. But, um, I think he had a pretty good season. But but, but nobody contextualized it like that. You know, if I poll everybody right now, did Dak Prescott live up to the expect the expectations of his contract? A third of the people would say no. And they would use comparisons and they would say, well, 
he's supposed to have a Super Bowl with this team because he's Dak Prescott and the money is supposed to elevate his skill play. That's not the case nor the scenario. And on top of that, pretty much, did he overachieve his expectations being a fourth-round draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys for those first three years? So how do, how do you equate? So my thing is with Dak Prescott, it will always be damn if he do, damn if he don't. But you got to understand, the Cowboys' expectation every year is Super Bowl, right? That's the expectation from the Cowboys' fan base. But realistically, they should look at this thing and say, all right, cool. Let's just try to build a winning team around said quarterback. Let's try to find ways to get weapons to said quarterback. Let's find ways to build this defense and everything else because they should do their homework and realize the defense win championships. Not the quarterback just being elite. There are more teams with average or just above average quarterbacks winning these Super Bowls. Great, great, great answer, D. Um, I mean, and, um, I, I totally agree with you because um, I was one of those people in this past draft saying, okay, since we got rid of uh, Lino, Collins, and, and Coop, which I didn't like neither one. I'm right. a massive a Cowboy fan. But um, at the same time, I was like, well, let's let's concentrate on the defense then. Let's see if we can get a stronghold there since we got a seemingly a young corner piece. And it seems like we can never put our finger on exactly what direction that we're trying to go into. And that's why I asked the the Dak question. Are we going to really waste his years in Dallas? Or are we going to really do something to try to help this young man? They they should still continue to do things to help that young man. And and just like, you know, uh, Joshua said his contract eliminated the fact that he was drafted in the fourth round uh, because he's he's not getting paid like the fourth. But you was you was considering Dak Prescott before that time frame to be in the epilons. I mean the uh, the class of a first round grader. Dak Prescott was never perceived to be a fourth round quarterback, right? His perception never right. been such. His perception since day one was to be compared against Jared Goff, Derek Carr, uh, Carson Wentz. No one never looked at Dak Prescott to be compared to the other fourth-round quarterbacks that was drafted, the rounds that he was drafted to. So it, it goes both ways. It's a, a pretty much a cycling type of thing or a conundrum, if I can say such, because a lot of people will look at Dak Prescott, and this is not me being a, an apologist, to look at him heading into this past season as if though he never had a compound fractured injury that he always played in every game in the uh, training camps or what have you and didn't have to battle through that mental capacity. But all he did was threw for 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, which no, like I can literally say in the history of the Cowboys, no quarterback ever threw for 37 touchdowns with 10 interceptions to be considered still a horrible year coming off of a compound right. fractured injury. So when you start putting things in those contexts, you know, that's that just crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to say, well, that's average. Meaning that if Dak Prescott walk off from this team, that is no, it don't matter who you put as quarterback, they're going to they're gonna throw for 37 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. That, that's just unrealistic and get you to yeah, the playoffs. We've playoff, seen man. that already. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the quarterbacks don't do that. <laughs> but exactly. I appreciate you, man, so much for calling in, hey, fam. Thanks, 
Are you have up? a good one, brother? All right, you too, man. But you guys get what I'm saying? It's like you expecting, a quarter, if that's the average quarterback, then it don't matter. You can get rid of Dak Prescott tomorrow, and the next quarterback is gonna gonna pretty much score 37 touchdowns, or 10 interceptions. And, and throw for north of 3,000 yards. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You know, it's it just not going to happen. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Dak was playing MVP caliber until the calf injury. Yep. Yeah. But that's not geared towards Dak. Dak is, uh, is no better than the average QB, no more or less. Than one and three in the playoffs in seven years. It's six years. But if you want to add the extra year, yes, we can put in the extra year of seven. But I just I just literally laid out that Aaron Rodgers in the last 13 years have not won multiple playoff games, right? So how how do how do you compute? That is the greatest quarterback, one of well, I'm gonna put one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. Right, but he's not he's not he's not given those set of expectations. You are expecting Dak Prescott to do something that Aaron Rodgers can't do. Let that sink in. All right, so next we have the three one two. You live. You live. Good along. Hey man, what's good with you, brother? Hello? Yeah, hello. Hello? Hello? I'm live. You live. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You can't hear me? No, no man. It, it, it's, we having a, a big breeze down here in Rio de Janeiro. It's 70 degrees and people got on parkers, man. It's cold. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'll be real quick on this, Brother Law. I think people always put, I think the problem with Dak is they expect because he's the Cowboys quarterback to win it every year. And you, and right. you kind of stated that. But the, the, the major problem that Dak has had during his career has been bad coaching. I, I, know, I, I know people want to Rodgers has had good coaching during his career. Yeah. If you look at the five quarterbacks, the one thing that differentiates them from Dak Prescott is coaching. I know Kevin Moore has been in the pro, but he's, he's, it's the exact same problem we've had with Tony Romo. It's yeah. bad coaching. We do not have good situational coaching in games. Yeah. That's why we lost against San Francisco. Mike McCarthy, he's grabbing it out of his hat. Kevin Moore doesn't game plan per each defense he plays against. I think we game playing one game last year, and that was the Tampa Bay game. And after that, it's been our talent has always been able to uplift our coaching, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. You give Dak better coaching. Remember when he had Ripkins as his quarterback coach, how he elevated his game? Kid coaching, a solid offensive coordinator understands how to attack a defense. Remember when Mari Cooper told Dak, hey, man, they on these on – on these uh, uh, on these comebacks, he'd be with a go route in that Eagles game, and, and then we ended up winning that game. Like, that was the year we went to the house. And what happened? Linehan, uh, Coop didn't disappear. Scott Linehan wrote him off the offensive plan for disobeying his play calling. So you get a guy, a coach that knows how to coach and attack a defense, and not just this is what we do it all the, all the time. You see, Dak. I mean, Dak's been balling out. He's a good quarterback. He's a top ten quarterback. You can't take that from the kid. You know, but people want, since he's a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, he's supposed to win all the games. Aaron Rodgers, he plays, but no one gets on him about that. It's only right. Dak Prescott. Oh, he can't win one. He can't. Yeah, Dak's got the best record since 2000 
against winning teams. He's got the most 400-yard games. So, and stop saying, and people say, oh, there's garbage time yards. That's crazy. Any yard in the NFL is nothing about it. You get it or you don't. So, yeah. blessings to everybody in, the, in Dallas. Excellent job, man. Little great music. And uh, I think the Cowboys are going to be between 12 and 5 and 13 and 4. Our schedule, and it, once again, it depends on how we come out the box. If we come out hot, you know, we get eight games under our belt. The rest is smooth sailing for us. So, have a blessed day, everyone. I'll talk to you soon and listening to the show. Appreciate you, man. Good, good, good conversation there, man. And um, and and I know it all boils down to the coaching and the quarterback. Those are the two positions. I want you guys to write this down. That the win loss record goes to, It's not to the running back nor the wide receiver, right? It goes to the quarterback, right? I I can literally type in how many games Troy Aikman won, right? And it's going to spit me out a record. Or how many games that uh, Jimmy Johnson won. It's going to spit me out a record. But I can't do that for Emmett nor the playmaker. See, the quarterback do. And I've seen someone say heavy is the crown, right? Heavy is the crown or much given is, is, is is much expected. So my thing is, yes. But do you only look at the one and three playoff record now and say, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is better because he won more playoff games. And he was the quarterback that beat said team, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, excuse me. He won two playoff games without throwing a touchdown. So are you just going to wager playoff wins versus what you can pretty much manifest with a team that's built around said quarterback? It don't work that way. But what people like to do is, you know, shallow people, they like to look at it and say, well, this quarterback is better because they won such and such. If that's the case in the scenario, Dan Marino is a horrible quarterback compared to Brad Johnson. Dan Marino is a horrible quarterback compared to Terry Bradshaw because he don't have a ring, right? Or Trent Differ. I can go on and on. Joe Flacco. It don't work that way, Cowboy Nation. Coach Marv, let it be you to What's be the final. Like you be the final caller of the day, man. What's good, Coach? What's good with you, man? Hey, man. Hey, man. I, you know, uh, it, 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 this this topic right here, man, is you know one of those topics that really gets on me because you know society is how trying to has been trying to individualize everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always somebody's fault, regardless yeah. of what goes on. It's, it's, or it's the reason because of somebody. It's always individualizing, and, and you can't individualize team sports. Yeah, yes, you, you, the quarterback you has the ball in his hand. Yes, they say, well, the quarterback is a very vital part mm-hmm. of, of a team. But a quarterback only plays his part in the success of the greatest team support in mm. sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I can name you very so-so quarterbacks that have one Super Bowl. Right. But I can name you a lot of uh, great quarterbacks that never won a Super Bowl. I can name the Trent Dilfers that did their job for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think 
when we start to individualize sports, this team sports, we start putting un, uh, unrealistic expectations right. on players. And, and the Cowboys do that a, a great deal. We put unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. on people like Dak and a lot of players. A lot of them. If you look at, the, if you look at Dak's numbers, if I was to give you the blind numbers, without knowing who quarter, who's the quarterback or what team, and you would tell me, could this quarterback win a Super Bowl, and you didn't know it was Dak Prescott, you would probably say, oh, no problem, no doubt about it. This guy is a, a, a top, top team. Yeah, pay him whatever you want him. But since he's at Dallas and the expectations are so high, sometimes our expectations of him are unrealistic and even if he wins the championship, law, the expectations will even go even higher. Oh, yeah. Because then they're going to expect him to win three or four in a row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we just have to tone our expectations because our expectations for players should be the expectation for this entire organization to be champion. And it's going to mm-hmm. take every last one of these guys, all 53 of these guys, to pick up each other in individual moments and to win games. And, yes, that's what I want our quarterback to realize. Yep. Because if he utilizes the rest of his guys, he'll understand he'll get all the credit at the end. And the same thing for the Joneses. If yep. you win, it's not about how much you call in the shot. Mm-hmm. They're going to give you all the credit anyway. They're going to they gonna give you all of the credit because nobody, nobody's going to mention – yeah, the Cowboys had 14 penalties last in that playoff game. No one is going to mention that. But they did mention, hey, this dude went for a quarterback draw with 14 seconds or 10 seconds left on the clock. How crazy the Cowboys are to do that, right? And granted, Dak Prescott had his chance. I'm not saying that he didn't because he had the ball, I believe, a chance to win or tie the game. I think it was two minutes left on the clock, right? Two minutes left on the clock. And he let, he went to bed. Uh, the same could be said. The same could be said to the 49ers. That's how they got into the playoff game. They literally beat the yeah. L.A. Rams in this regular season game with less than a minute and so many change left on the clock. Because because Matthew Stafford threw two interceptions in the regular season. In the regular season, again, not talking about the playoff. So that's what Matthew Stafford had over the Cowboys. They, he had a chance to see the Rams in the regular season. Well, Matthew Stafford had a chance to see the 49ers in the regular season to make his necessary adjustments. But if not, if that DB, and I'm using words if, that DB didn't drop their ball or what have you, you would have literally seen the 49ers in the Super Bowl with a quarterback who only threw one touchdown in the entire playoff game. <laughs> that, how crazy would yeah. that be to see Jimmy Garoppolo go back to the Super Bowl and he played in the playoff and only threw one touchdown pass? It would have been crazy, right? But – that's how the ball drops. But nobody is saying Jimmy Garoppolo is the greatest thing since sliced bread because they understand that it's a team situation. But go ahead, Coach. I'm going to give you one little nugget before I go. 
Uh-huh. There is between GOAT and, and, and uh, seeing success and failure. There's a word. There's a very small two-letter word. Tech is very important with those two, those two success and failure, and that's if. If. If this would have happened, you could be the celebrate as the savior. Right. If this happens, you became the GOAT. Wow. Biggest team sport ever, but it gets separated by a little two little word, two letter word. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That, that's powerful right that was there. A good one there. No, that's, that's powerful. The if man. word is, is bigger than what you think it is. Because yeah. if one thing happens, this will be the result. If another thing happens, this could be the result. That two letters, it, it means a lot. Man, my goodness, Have Coach. It's a good one, man. It's good. Good philosophy, reasonings of words with if. And, you know, that's why I use that. Uh, Goodbye. That, that poem, if, you know, I might say that at the end of the day. It's 2 o'clock where I'm at. My lunchtime is over with. You know, I got that executive lunch over here, and I got to get back to business over here. But I appreciate everybody for tuning in. If you're watching, if you're watching right now, the word if you're watching, be sure to hit that like, share this content, you know. <laughs> it, it, it is a situation that we got to pay attention to that, Cowboy Nation. Um the big word if and the Cowboys been living through that word for a long time right if we would have got Randy Moss right <laughs> if we never fired Jimmy Johnson right if they could just work out their difference right <laughs> oh my god that's how it goes man and uh that's just how it is unfortunately the word for us and I'm gonna tell you guys that listening right now if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you that's the word of the day that's the word of the day Cowboy Nation if but as the mind travels through time if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or lied about, don't deal in lies or hate it and yet give way to hating and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim, most importantly, you guys write this part down and put it on the mirror. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. When I was homeless, when I was broke and busted, sleeping out of my car, I was meeting with triumph and disaster at the same time, Cowboy Nation. I always knew that I would be in this moment because of my mind, because of my thoughts and the revelations of my heart and soul and sinew. That's why I'm here, speaking the truth. 
That's why I know no matter what happens to me, I'm, I know I'm living off of borrowed time. Right? Because I've been down there in the low valleys. I've been down there starving, looking for that next meal. But most importantly, Cowboy Nation and everyone, if you can better hear the truth, you've spoken. Twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools or watch the things you gave your whole life for, broken and stooped, and build back up again with worn out tools. If you can take one heap of all of your winnings to risk it on one turn, a pitch, and toss, and hear me out to lose. And yes, I lost many of battles, but I knew the war wasn't over. That's why I never breathe one word of my loss, Cowboy Nation. If you can meet with kings and presidents and never lose the coming touch. If neither foe or loving friends can harm you, hear me out for those is not understanding the moments of time right now. If you can feel the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, my friend, you have unlocked the true meaning of what it takes to be a man and a champion. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's grind, baby, and even my detractors. Y'all rolling with me too. I, I see y'all in the chat. Let me see some blue hearts in the chat. Let me see some fire emojis. Let's get this thing going the best way possible, Cowboy Nation. Y'all know how this thing rock. That's what I'm saying. Y'all got to keep your head. And that's the determined factor between what Coach Marv said. If. Between success and failure. Here's the most important thing that you guys got to understand. You learn more from your failures than your success. Yeah, what he said. You could not live with your own failure. Yeah. Oh, you think darkness is your ally. Yeah, you think darkness is. So when we play these clips, D-Law teaching, grinding with Sam Williams, he got to understand that, yeah, that's a journey, that's a pathway. And I ain't talking about the path of the righteous man that's beset on all sides by the iniquities. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm talking about true gut, true meaning and understanding that, hey, the defense starts from the front, the core. Let's get these boys ready. Let's get their mind together, Cowboy Nation. Defense win championships, right? Y'all know how this thing go. It's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. DC4 Life. Let's go. About
Let's go, baby. We up out of here. Let's go. Credits one more time for your mind. Yeah. I wake up, flex, some down that check. No drip, this wet. Tell them, run it Tell up. Em, baby. No sleep, no rest. Yes. Might crash, might wreck. But first die, stretch. Tell them, run it up. I wake up, flex, right. some down that check. No drip, this wet. Tell them, run it up. No sleep, no rest. Might crash, might wreck. But first die, stretch. Now that they tan rub through my hands, I'm by my lonely All right. Turn to a savage, now my baby wants to hold me, don't hold me I love though. my fans, don't need no friends, I got my homies. my homies Thought I could trust you, I find out you tried to zone me, don't zone me. I'm number one up on that court, I'm Nick McGrady yeah. The first one in, the last one out, can't call me lazy right. Put in my hours, send the invoice and they pay me I need six rings like MJ Let's go, baby, let's get those six, baby Let me see those blue flames in the heart in the chat well can't blue flame but let me see the hearts the blue heart i wake up flex down that no drip this run it no sleep no rest might crash might but first die run it y'all gonna make me take that trip way out to europe come on i call up niger come through in a hurry those London boys don't come to play, you should get worried One false move, find yourself, they getting buried Dance with the devil, used to love playing those games Made some bad decisions that brought my mama pain I made a promise to her, swore that I would change I'm on the come up, bet I live up to my name I wake up, flex, I'm down that check No drip, this Tell them run it up No sleep, no rest Might crash, might wreck But first die, stretch Tell them run it up I wake up, flex, I'm down that check No drip, this Tell them run it up No sleep, no rest Might crash, might wreck But first die, stretch Tell them run it up Let's go, baby. Let's slow it down just a little bit for everyone that's watching. Hey, come on. He needs some milk. No doubt.
little bit. This for Skip Bayless and Shay Sharp. Here we go. Now, so the cocaine's happening. When does that crack come into play for you? <laughs> yeah. You do, Shout out to everybody, man. Are you embarrassed? You could not live with your own failure. paper crank and fly. Be about, baby. Temporarily doesn't feel that far. Peace, one love. So far, so far. Give a paper crank and fly. Then forever doesn't feel that far. So far, so far. If a baby grain can fly, fly on, fly on, fly on, fly on, fly on. Tough and they're really rough and nothing's working. 